Hey ladies, I wanted to share a suite of masterclasses I have available. If you're doing some healing and self-work this summer, need help with regulating and processing your emotions, my Moods and Feels class on June 11th has your name on it. Need some support with boosting your self-esteem? Then nurturing my self-esteem is all for you on June 25th. Then in July, we're going to cover female archetypes on July 19th, if you're working on your femininity. And last but not least, let's start designing your dating plans together on July 16th. You can find all my offerings at matchmerrymate.com. See you in class. listening to the Match Mary May podcast where black women learn how to get their love lives together. Here I guide you on your dating and relationship journey, empower you with feminine presence, power, and charm, teach you how to navigate and negotiate your needs and desires with men. I'm your host, your girl, Joyce Robinson Myers, and welcome to another episode, love bucks. This week, we're talking about balance as we manage two realities in the dating and relationship space. The first, polarity as it relates to individuality and togetherness concerning identity and community when dating. And the second, polarity as it relates to familiarity and novelty concerning self-sabotage in a new relationship. But first, let's begin with the power of affirmation. We start every episode with an affirmation as a way to center self, listen to the body, and honor our spirit. Ask yourself, how are you today? What moods, feelings, or emotions come up? Use that energy to speak life, wholeness, and healing over yourself using the power of your own voice. Speak it into existence with an I or I am. I am authentically me. I am balanced. I am supported. I can learn new things. Let's begin today's story. I'm sharing one issue and one conversation from two different women. I'm not sharing their real names in this episode, but these are true stories from real women who asked me about the topics you'll hear about today. Before we dive in, allow me to tell you why I'm sharing these stories under the topic of balance and polarity and two main keys I'd like my listeners to gain by listening to it. Number one, as people and even as partners, it's important for us to acknowledge our dualities and our poles and understand what we need from them and where we land with them. In listening today, I hope you start to think about your relationship to life's dualities, like being an individual but also being a part of a family, and how it could present itself in your dating and relationships. Plus, I'm going to share an article and a framework with you, and I would just love, love, love to hear you all's thoughts and feedback about it. Number two, we should all be familiar with the familiarity principle, and so I want to introduce it here with our second story. 
I also want black women to understand how both women and men can add value as support systems to their dating and relationship journeys. And I really hope you're inspired to figure that out for yourself by listening in today, too. Legal disclaimer here. The purpose of my work is to assist black women in making changes in their lives and their love lives through supported guidance and mentorship. I am not a licensed therapist, psychologist, doctor, or other healthcare professional. None of my work is clinical. I am a dating and relationship coach and mentor, and my work is educational and relational. In story one, I have permission to tell the story in my own voice, but I'm withholding the woman's name. So I assigned the fictitious name Polly, and I'm calling this story Polarity with Polly. She says, I was going exclusive too soon, and I'm trying not to do that anymore. I've learned that I was becoming attached quickly with no relational reason. So once I heard this, I immediately wanted to focus on the word learn. So I asked her to name two things she's learned about committing to being exclusive too soon. She tells me about a goal she's established for herself, which was to learn as much about a man in a short period of time to determine if he was going to work out. So the first thing she tells me is that she's learned that premature exclusivity is unnecessary because there are a lot of ways to learn people without being one-to-one with them. So Polly here is exactly right. You do not need to be dating a man to learn a lot about him, especially the info that you need to gain to make an informed decision about seeing him more or committing to him alone. Now, the second thing that Polly shares with me that she's learned is how to be independent, how to be her individual self while still desiring a relationship or even a family or community. So I spent time explaining how dual creation is and where we have to confront and address our dualities in life and relationships. For example, there's isolation and socialization individuality and community, closeness, distance, and so many other dualities and poles that we experience in our humanity. These poles have to be reconciled with each human, where you ask yourself with intellect and reason, but also through experience, how much of this do I need? How much of that do I need? And where do I land when it comes to either side of these poles? We know that all humans need some degree of isolation and socialization, but to what extent do you need those things? Okay, back to Polly. She spent the rest of our talk calling this dual desire she's experienced independence and companionship. But what she really explained was more individuality and community, maybe even partnership. So her plea reminded me of what's called the reframed concept of differentiation by Nuts and Martin, and more specifically, an article written by Patricia Barros Gomez and Joyce Baptist. The name of the article is called Black Women's Ambivalence About Marriage. 
and it covers some major social and familial issues within the black community. But I'm only going to focus on two items from it and connect it to this conundrum Polly finds herself in with figuring out how much individuality, meaning her own sense of self, she wants to own while managing through this desire to be coupled and have a family. I want to start with the quote directly from the article. It reads, to understand singlehood among black women in the United States, it is important to consider the process of socialization, including how African culture has impacted black culture in the United States. An important aspect of African culture informing this study is familialism. Now, I mentioned this because familialism, or at least community, is a cultural aspect that's informing Polly and the question that she has. Many African cultures believe that identity can only be defined to one's community. And while familialism doesn't look the same on the continent as it does in the U.S., it still shows up. So the authors say, quote, familialism in the U.S. is best described as a hybrid between individualism and familialism, where independence is accepted, but is not to be exercised without due adherence to family obligations. And... Y'all, this is right where Polly finds herself placed in trying to figure out where she situates or where she wants to place herself within it. So I explained to her that dating is the perfect kind of activity to teach her what she needs, and she's not likely to figure that out all on her own. She agreed and commented on how helpful dating had already been to learning more about herself and what she wanted. Okay, so we have this polarity, right? Individualism on one side, togetherness on the other. And we know we can't just live on one end due to our dual nature. So where do you land on this poll? Where's the tension in that decision? Returning to the article, the author states, the tension that is posed from the desire and need to be independent and sidebar here, I love how they framed it as both desire and need. Okay, picking back up. <laughs> the tension that is posed from the desire and need to be independent and self-sufficient and the natural inclination to uphold values of familialism or community togetherness can be better understood using the reframed concept of differentiation. Now, I encourage y'all to Google that and look at the visual. Let it serve as a way to provoke thought around your own needs and desires if you're like Polly and wondering how to situate yourself with it. And this is really common. I see this a lot with black women. Hey, I want to be independent. I want to be able to take care of myself, at least to a certain degree, by myself, but I also want a partner. I also want family, right? I want children. How do I balance those identities? Also, what I hear a lot from women who are already partnered, already become mothers, or have their families, their nuclear families with their husband and their children, together, they are trying to figure out how to not lose themselves in their identities as 
wife and mom, and then extensions of that, right? Daughter-in-law, sister-in-law, sister, etc. So I really want to hone in on this article because it picks up on that. Whether a woman is single, thinking about how she's going to approach that, whether she's married, thinking about how to not lose one of those identities, namely her, her personal identity, this, this is a big deal, and this article captures it pretty well, I think. Okay, so this reframed concept of differentiation includes both the person's ability to define self as in relationship with others, as well as the ability to maintain emotional connection. So in an early lesson in the Match Mary Mate course, I have clients define their sense of self, their desires, and why they even want or value a relationship or a partner. While I assign this for a host of reasons, one of them is because it lands them closer to understanding how much of their personal individuality and identity is theirs alone and how much of it needs to be connected with someone else. Now, I'd argue that anyone should do this work, but especially black women. So I'm going to conclude referencing the article with our final quote. Individuality and togetherness, instead of being antagonistic forces, are fundamental elements in the process of differentiation. They mutually reinforce and facilitate. So Polly and I ended our chat with her having her own epiphany when she asked me, oh, you mean like finding my balance? And ladies, I could not have said it any better. Finding our balance in our poles and dual nature is such a gift that we can give ourselves, especially as we show up for others and form relationships. Now, I'm going to throw one out here because this is very popular in my coaching practice too. Women making the attempt to balance traditionalism with modernity. We have to figure that out, ladies. <laughs> and it must be balanced, right? You can't expect for traditionalism to take place only with the male partner and the task that he's supposed to perform, but then you wanna claim modernity and everything you're supposed to be doing. And so this is another reason why I assigned this assignment in my course very early. It's why I took the time to comb through um, this conundrum, if you will, with Polly. And it's also why I'm sharing this article with you, right? Because understanding where you want to differentiate your identity personally, who you are, absent of everybody else, and then that identity in community or in family is very, very important. Again, I would argue for all to do and particularly black women. Okay, so start start thinking about that. Even if you can just make a simple list of seemingly conflicting or contrasting things, like I want this and I want that. Start making a simple list for yourself and then processing out how you want those things to take up residence in your life, in your relationship, even in your identity. Okay, so we're gonna to transition to the second story. Okay, so let's transition to our second story. In story two, I have permission to share our recorded conversation, but I'm withholding the woman's name, so 
I assigned the fictitious name Faye, and I'm calling this story Familiarity with Faye. Let me set the scene for you. Now, this woman is a client of mine. At the time of the conversation you're about to hear, she had just joined my coaching practice. She had just entered an exclusive relationship and things were going well. In fact, they were so peaceful that it made her nervous. And that made her scared that she'd ruin the relationship by way of her own doing. Now, in the name of the show title, I Am Balanced, our second guest finds herself caught on a pole of familiarity and novelty. So let's tune in to Faye, who asked me a question about self-sabotage and what we discovered was that her relationship with familiarity was taking priority over her relationship with novelty and desire. Dealing with feelings of self-sabotage. So being in this new exclusive relationship, this type of relationship I'm in is very different for me. I don't know if because for the most part it feels pretty calm if that's why I'm having this self-sabotage kind of thing going on, like I'm trying to find problems or maybe create problems. Girl, why you, why you, see now, where are you from? Cleveland. Cleveland. Okay. So let me introduce you to a Southern fairies. Y'all know I'm a Southern belle. I have to, have to give y'all that energy. So where I'm from down in the South, we say, don't go borrow in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Just keep your joy. Don't go borrowing trouble. So what you doing? It's too peaceful. You want somebody mistreating you or knocking you upside your head or throwing pots at you? What you want? No. Right. When you come from stuff that's not, you've never experienced the other side, I guess it feels different. You know what I mean? How does it feel? What do you mean when you say different? Describe that to me. We don't argue. Okay, wait, wait, wait. One at a time. We don't argue. How does it feel to not really have to argue with a man? It feels good. I mean, honestly, but it's just like, okay. But give me more than good. It feels peaceful. Ooh, peaceful. Let's pause, love us. What Faye is referring to here is what's called the familiarity principle. It's also known as the mere exposure effect. It describes the fact that we humans all gravitate to what's familiar to us. And while that does not sound like an issue in and of itself, what happens when all you know is survival or hardship or insecurity, trauma, drama? It becomes a bit more obvious where the familiarity principle can trip us up, right? Especially subconsciously. So there's a popular social media meme, and it says something to the effect of, some of you were raised on survival. I was raised on love. We are not the same. And I mean, well, that is kind of true. But what they are really hinting at is, hey, I was raised on love. I was exposed to love. I am familiar with love. So when I think to form and create relationships, I am coming in the name of love. I am loving. I am lovable. Versus people who have only been exposed to survival, they are very familiar with that. And so they are looking to how can I get my needs met? 
Who's going to take care of me? How am I going to serve self? And that's a very different relationship orientation from a person who was raised on love. Right? So I want to pose that question to you. What were you exposed to? What are you familiar with? Because that's probably going to be your base function. And you have to teach yourself something different if what you desire or want is different than what you have always or mostly been exposed to or have become familiar with. If we only know unsafe or even bad relationships with whomever, that also means that we are drawn to people who inadvertently cause us to feel pain repeatedly. And sometimes we subconsciously choose them because that's all we know, all who we are familiar with. And this is exactly what Faye is experiencing. Now, Faye is past this point, but I do want to include it for my listeners because this is very common. A number of women ask me what can they do about this fact that they have been exposed to or even pre-exposed to an environment, a person, a relationship where they have become familiar with something or an archetype of a person when they no longer want to attract or choose that thing or that type. Now, the first step is to be aware of your personal patterns and also of your relationship patterns. Identify the type of person you are attracted to, especially historically, consistently, and ask yourself why, and then also ask yourself, where did that come from? What's going on with you where you gravitate? desire, attract, or choose whatever that thing is for you. There are usually two options here. So we have choices. And as I love to say, options are a girl's best friend. We can either, one, feed the negative feelings and experience an old pattern of actions that ultimately don't work, won't work. Or we can, two, experience the feeling, understand it, then choose an action that isn't hurtful to you or others. In regard to Faye's story, she's struggling between the two, where she doesn't want to feed the negative feelings, the feelings of self-sabotage, but having some trouble sitting still enough to experience the feeling so that she can understand it and choose healthy and happy behaviors and even make good and informed decisions. So good decisions are made by evaluating all possible courses of actions based on their effectiveness, not their familiarity. Mm, Should I say that again for the people in the back? (laughs) You want to make your decisions, especially big decisions like who you in a relationship with, who you marry, who you have a baby with, etc., You want to make those decisions based on effectiveness, not familiarity. So when we are deciding between our options, we shouldn't be choosing the familiar option necessarily, but the best option. And sometimes the best option just isn't the most familiar one. So in the name of exploring options, I want to know where the other men not named her partner are in her life and if they are available to help her to begin to establish a new pattern, particularly with men. First, I want to know about her father. 
because attachment styles and love languages are usually born with parents and primary adults or another adult who played an influential role in her life. Okay, where's your father? He passed away. Okay, and do you, you have a sister, right? Not a brother. Yes. Okay, um, any men in your life outside of family who catch you, support you, listen to you? Outside of family, no. Okay. Maybe we should start to cultivate that. So give me like the first person in your family that comes to mind when I say that. My god brothers. Okay, your god brothers. Are they the same age as you? One is and then one is three years younger. When you say one is, he's the same age as you? Did you grow up together? Yeah, his dad and my dad were best friends. Oh, great. His dad is still alive? Uh-huh. Okay, great. So when you feel that energy, can you reach out to your god brother? Let's pause again, love bugs. I want to brag about men here, but I also want to highlight an important task that women should be implementing in their dating and relationship journey. Okay, so first, men are so valuable. Well, let me qualify that a little bit and say that righteous men are so valuable. Single women should be using their relationships with the men in their lives to help them date, assess the quality of these men, and to help them understand men. Now, dating in relationships eventually lead to family in some way, in many cases. So asking the trusted people in your life to help you with dating and relationship efforts is a great way to start to foster community for yourself. Right. And if you're recalling our polarity with Polly, she was beginning to understand that, too. So another reason that I'm asking Faye where the menfolk are in her life is because they can help shoulder some of her anxious feelings until her new patterns have more strength and more stability. So I am re-listening to this conversation just as you all are. And this is about a year old conversation. And I'm noticing that she did not really know how to do this. She didn't know how to tap into the men in her life to help her establish and build a relationship that she was forming with a new man in her life. It's now that I'm noticing it never even occurred to her to ask the men in her life to help her, to hold her down, to help her make sense of her anxiety or her self-sabotaging ways. I thought I was going to teach her how to identify where that came from as a root so that she could tend to her remedy. But once I realized how much support she had, I decided to teach her how to release the energy versus understanding where it came from. I knew we could do that deeper work together as we progress through the Match Mary Make course together. And shout out to Cohort 4, who's listening. But in that moment, she needed more support than cause. So that was what I decided to do. Another hindsight epiphany here is that she defaulted to the familiarity principle again when I asked her about the men in her life. So let's tune in again and see if you can identify it. 
I mean, it's easy for me with my female friends. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm having you to concentrate on men. It's easy with your female friends because those relationships have been encouraged since you've been born. With men, it's a little bit different. So I'm specifically, let me make sure I'm understanding you correctly. When you ask your question about self-sabotaging in your relationship, you mean um, it being a peace or a calmness inside of the relationship specifically, right? Like that relationship, you're trying to protect yourself from self-sabotaging. Exactly. Right. Okay, great. So you have these feelings of, this is a little too peaceful. This is a little too calm. Am I right? Yeah, it's kind of like I'm trying to find, make sure everything is actually right or am I looking over something? Okay, right. So when you feel that, that now that gives you, it gives you some type of prompting to do. Like now I got to do something with this. Maybe I'll call him and ask him a thousand questions. Maybe when we get together, I'll pick an argument with him or whatever your little busybody self wants to do because you feel like it's just too calm. It's not enough chaos. That's what's happening. Yes or no? Yes. Yes. Right. So instead of. I haven't done that though. I want to say that. Right. Right. So, but you're asking, well, what do I do with this energy? It's just too calm. And I don't want to like kill the relationship being a busybody. But I also can't stand the fact that I'm not working and fighting and moving. Uh, yeah. Right. Normal. Right. So the energy is there and the energy is there just because your body is having to traverse through something unfamiliar. It will become familiar with your new normal of peace and calmness in relating to a man. But until you get your your body and your spirit to, to do that with him long enough where your soul can kind of be like, girl, sit down, have a seat. Until you get there, you, you do have to find an outlet for that energy. Because if you don't, it will just go everywhere. And then exactly what you're afraid of has a huge possibility of happening, which is, there you go. You didn't self-sabotage this because you just needed to move. You just needed to fight, right? So that energy that's stirring around, when you feel that and when it comes to you, can you not just call your God brother as a way to release the energy so that you're not having to manage the energy and entertain your man or even worse, unleash that busybody this energy inside of your relationship unnecessarily? Yes. That's what I'm saying. You have to give the energy a place to go. And this is true of anything. Nothing is wrong with you. It is the nature of how things are designed. Okay, let's pause, lovebugs. Did you catch it? Did you catch it? I'm not sure that I fully did real time in our conversation, but I definitely caught it in the re-listen. Okay, so how did she default back to the familiarity principle while I was encouraging her to seek the men in her life for support? She wanted to do this exercise with the women in her life because it was easier. And it was easier because she already had familiarity with that exchange. But again, we're establishing a new pattern here. And she needs to consider other options, not just the most familiar one. So interestingly enough, this conversation reminded me of a quote by Jane Fonda. Miss Fonda says, 
What I found very often is if the woman shows up fully and she's present and she says to her partner, come on, meet me here where I am, the man will flee. At least those are the men I chose. What I realized in my old age is that men probably showed up for me and said, come on, Jane, I'm here, show up, and I fled. I wonder how many men who were perfect for me I fled from because they would have made me show up. And instead, I chose men who wouldn't even know what that meant. The lovely Jane Fonda, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> now, I think where Jane is using the word fled, we could replace it with sabotage for fact. But a similar energy is there. So I want to prepare her to be seen, but also to be accountable too. Because there are men in her life who are showing up. So let's use them in the good way. Now I understand the best way to help her and answer her question. And that is she needs to give this anxious, self-sabotaging energy somewhere to go. She needs to release it. And the trusted men in her life are in the perfect situation to shoulder it for her. And so that's what we're going to do. Let's tune back in. So what happens is you have to start making new decisions to not continue to manifest what it is that you've been doing. You've done that work already. You have found a, a stable, available black man who is exclusive with you and you are interrupting a pattern. But your being, your mind, your psyche has not become familiar with this new pattern you're trying to create. So it's going Head, you know, like crazy in the inside of you when it decides to to peek up, right? Because it's like, no, give me back what we know. We like cussing and screaming and working and fighting. What are you doing to us? What is this peace? And we want to turn over tables, right? But you got enough sense to be like, listen, <laughs> I got to find something to do. I can't self-sabotage this. But I also need a place for this energy to be released because it will consume you if you try to keep it. And if you unleash it inappropriately, it will ruin the relationship. And you got enough sense to know that, which is why you're on stage. So now it's a matter of where can I intentionally tell this energy to go where I get it out of my body, but I don't run the risk of it killing the very thing I'm trying to keep alive. Okay. And a man is going to be more suited to be able to handle that type of energy. Like the impact of that energy, a man is going to be able to take that on for you more than a woman would. And you need to get comfortable with that. But with your God brother, you're already safe. So exercising the comfort comes easier. Yeah. Okay. So, so what is it that I'm saying? So now you know I'm not going to give you the language. You're going to come up with it yourself. I believe I resonate with you, but only you really know your reality. So what like when that comes up for you, you're like, I can call my God brother. And then what do you think you will say to give that energy release? The first thing I'm thinking of is to ask his opinion about what I'm thinking. 
I, there you go. That's a good start. I love this for her so much. She's learning how to be supported by others, create new patterns, make more informed decisions, and release undesired emotions and energy. Before I leave her to try this on her own, I want to make sure she understands the difference between the value a woman can bring to these types of issues and the value a man can bring to them. So let's tune in on how I concluded with her. Because here's the thing. A woman like myself, like I can teach you how to navigate men because I have hella experience in doing that. But I could not pour anything into you in terms of like the identity and the idea of a man. I'm not a man, right? So when you come and you ask me, oh, well, how do I not self-sabotage? Oh, I can give you the insight that you need to not do that because I know exactly how to navigate well with men. And I did that for you. But the other part to what you need for what you're asking is for like a man to be able to like throw off ideas from to kind of soothe you in a space so that you're not only going to the male energy that's your partner, potentially destroying it. This kind, this kind of energy, you want to be able to talk it out with the man because he'll be able to say, like as a man, I think he would get that. That's something I would say. That's something I would want to hear if I was a guy or a <laughs> Just say that to me. Leave, leave that right there. Right. Do you see the difference between me being able to give you insight on how to navigate a man and then a man telling you exactly what you would need to do with a man? Do you hear the difference? Yeah. Right. And that's why you need that type of energy there. But also a couple confessionals would be really good for you to help release. Like confession is so good for the soul. I'm pretty sure you felt better as soon as you was like, I just need some help with not sabotaging. It just felt so good to confess that. You know, so it's okay, like whatever it is that you're feeling or whatever it is that you know you don't want to feel to just say that out loud in a safe space with your God brother or any other man who can understand you or be available to support you or catch you. Okay, our final pause, love bugs. I love to see black women tap into their male support systems for comfort and understanding. Blessings to her as she creates new patterns. I'm sure we will hear more from her again on the Match Mary Mate podcast. We end every episode with thoughts or heart-provoking questions for your journal. Journal is simply prayers on paper and the most high tends to those two. Dear listener, what part of your identity belongs only to you? What part of your identity are you willing to share in your relationships and community? How do you balance them? What do your relationship patterns look like? Do you like them? How do you explore familiarity and novelty? What men in your life are available to support you while you date and form romantic relationships? It's okay to write about the blessings and the burdens. Pour it out into your journal today. Release yourself, free yourself, and most of all, be yourself. P.S. No woman is better at being you than you. 
I want to thank my two guests for sharing their stories with the Match Mary May audience and allowing me to use our conversations to teach about balance, togetherness, and support systems on their dating and relationship journeys. To quote one of my favorite African proverbs that encourages balance and the notion of individuality and togetherness, if you want to go quickly, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. I am grateful for my guests reminding us all of that wisdom today. Many blessings to them both. Thank you for joining me today and tuning into another episode of the Match Mary Mate podcast. If this episode resonated with you, please comment, rate, and review our podcast. You know that your feedback would just melt my Southern girl heart. Until our next time together, love, light, and relationship. Remember, we grow as we go, and I'll be with you in the next episode. Cheers. Are you looking to get your love life together? You're tired of not having the tools or community you need to navigate these dating and relationship streets. Well, honey, let's take some accountability, do our work, and be in the place to reap all the benefits. I invite you to become a Love Lady member and officially join the Match Mary Make community. You can choose your specific dating and relationship package to work with me. You'll have digital resources, video training, coaching content, course materials, and even the opportunity to live stream with me with certain packages. If that sounds like something you want, be sure to join today. I'd love to have you. Visit CoachJoyce.com. That's CoachJoyce, J-O-Y-I-C-E, to get started because I want to see your face in the place.